following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me today, my co-host, Matt Keogh. Matt, how we doing? Good. Apparently, it was a different Jay Cutler. Apparently, it was a Jay. There's two. There's two. There's a bodybuilder and there's a football player. (laughs) Matt comes out. Before we started recording, Matt comes out. We got to talk about Jay Cutler. He got huge. I'm like, the quarterback? He's like, yeah. He's like, bodybuilder huge. But apparently there is a Jay. In fact, I thought I think I remember hearing of Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder. Yeah, it's the exact same thing, but just two people. I, I don't. Yeah, know. I thought I was like, oh. no, because I was like Jay Cutler. I was like, he was never really that big as a quarterback. He and, wasn't playing anymore, so I assume taking up weightlifting wouldn't have been a stretch. Yeah, but he was never really known for his work ethic. I feel like as a quarterback, like nothing yeah, against Jay wasn't. Cutler. He just plus he was one of those guys that always kind of seemed to have like that I don't care face, that I don't care attitude. Yeah. Like it showed in his playing. And again, I I've, I've had athletes that you you look at the person and you're like talking to them and they just have the mm. the attitude is yeah. but when they get on the field, they 9 out of 10 times they'll do what they have to do. Yeah, they they they're just not you, you just don't talk to them. Yeah. You just know. Or they just give off that kind of like Yeah. I don't give it, you know, I don't give a damn. Yeah. So, yeah. but they still go out and do that thing. Yeah. yeah. There's always people like that. But I, I don't know. I was going to say, good for Jay Cutler if he retired from football and then got <laughs> extremely jacked. You know, I was a little too tired with the, uh, the you know, run-of-the-mill football, the average football workouts. You know, right. they were a little too easy. Yes. You know, now I started getting uh, just jacked and, you know, big for the, the lifting. Playing the XFL. <laughs> Is that starting next next spring? I have no idea what an XFL is anymore. Like it was, wasn't it first started by Vince McMahon? It was. It was first started by Vince McMahon. I want to say. Like, I know the first season came out when I was in college. I want to say it came out my sophomore year of college. So that would have been either my sophomore year of college or juniors. So somewhere between like ninety nine and two thousand two thousand one okay. era. Um, yeah, it kicked off. I think the first the first game of the XFL kicked off the weekend after the Super Bowl. Um, did it have pros playing, or did it have like it had a lot of it? I only watched maybe I watched the first two weeks. After that, I was like, "This is just like stupid." I heard it was really bad. It the first yeah the first reincarnate or the first. Uh, origination whatever you want to call it was horrible okay um they tried to do they tried to bring football and wrestling like they tried to bring wrestling into football like yeah on the back of their jerseys they didn't have their names it was like he hate me or like they had uh, nicknames on the back of their jerseys stupid. they had um i remember them doing interviews with players and you could tell but like okay is this a football player or is this hulk hogan doing right. the interview like right. it was it was like no, no, Matt. He's not gonna know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sack him. I'm gonna put him in the ground. Like I'm gonna. It was like it a lot was. Of roids right there. Oh yeah, 
Um, and the football wasn't really good. It wasn't good football. It yeah. was more or less like it almost seemed like more or less like high school guys or college guys who you know had no chance of playing NFL. Yeah. They could they could like practice every day, three hundred and sixty five days a year for the best training best and still not, not make yeah. it. Um but then the second carnation before COVID, I thought it was pretty decent. I said I didn't watch it. I watched like a couple games and it had some it they got the wrestling out of it. Thanks God. Thank God. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a, I enjoy wrestling every now and then. I wouldn't consider myself a wrestling fan. Right. But you know, it's it's fun to watch, but you know you're going in to watch for entertainment. Right. When you're watching football, you want to watch football. Right. So the second the one before COVID it was more or less like, um, I guess you compare it to like you know the Rochester Americans of hockey. You know, it was it okay. was minor league hockey. It was minor league football. You know, these guys, these guys weren't necessarily ready for the NFL, but They're they could make it. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could make it if they. You know, if you have that that guy that all of a sudden, you know, just hits. All right, he might be able to make a backup role or maybe a, you know. A so roster spot. Is it separate from like the Canadian Football League? Yes. It's like the Canadian. What is the Canadian Football League then? So, like, say the XFL is like the minors. What is the Canadian Football League? Well, the Canadian, the CFL, they have like a lot of different rules. They do, but also a lot of former pros played in the uh, Canadian Football League first. I think the Canadian Football. I guess you can kind of use it. It's like a farm team kind of thing. It's got well. It's got no affiliation with the NFL. I don't think the XFL is going to either. No, no, um, but, but like, you no, know. because like Jim Kelly, for example, he got drafted and then he went to Canadian football. No, League. he went to the American Football League. He, the, sorry, the United States Football League, the USFL. Oh, did I thought he, he played? In the no, league. he played for the Houston Gamblers of the USFL. Oh, that's right, that's right. And and that's I feel like because that was spring ball. I feel like the XFL is trying. To do something, to do like, something that. like that. Okay. Like I don't think they have any. I don't think they have any intention on competing with the NFL and like going during the fall. But I think they're they're kind of going to be like um, a USFL, uh, where they're it's going to be. I think it's only eight teams. Um, I know they just announced some head coaches and coaching staffs. I think like a month ago. So I think they're going to be more or less like. Um, all right, this is going to be like a little bit of a minor league shot. Or you're going to get some guys in their – I'm sure you're going to get some guys in their late 20s, early 30s who are just like, you know what, wow. I just I just want to play a little bit more. Yeah. I know I've got no chance of making the NFL anymore at this point in my still career. Still a paycheck. Yeah, still a paycheck. These Some of these guys might have been former NFL players. Right. But, hey, let's go out. You know, if you want to give me $100,000 a year, sure. I'll yeah. take one more kick. It's like Johnny Manziel, I think, played – in one of those kind of leagues, he signed up for the one pre-COVID. I don't know if he ever played it. Played it. Oh, cool. I feel like with him, didn't he sign up for the CFL and he played for like the Montreal Alouettes? Yeah, yeah. but only played like one or two games, and then was like, "This is." Yeah, and he now he's out. doing like some fan control league. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what that league is. I, I don't either. I don't know. Like when I hear fan control league, I'm thinking like. Like, there's a group of fans. All right, what do you, like, voting. What do you want today's starting lineup to be? Right, right. Like, like type of deal. There's no general manager or owner. It's just, like, the the, the fans legit are running the team. Yeah. that's Which I think is a terrible idea. That could be comical, though. It could be comical, but it's not going to produce any sort of good football. No, 
No, I feel like leagues like that, it's just, it's like the match. Did our, you know, was our match tennis the other day? Was it the best tennis? No, but it was, did we? It was fan controlled. It was, (laughs) it was fan controlled, but it was done with the purpose of just going out there and having a good time, you know, having fun. Go out the window on that. Like, In the fan control league? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, it could get out of hand. I think you definitely would need to make sh- let everybody know, hey, listen, the fans are in control of the lineups. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you can't, you can't alter. Do you ever play, this is early 2000s, speaking of, like, old footballs. So you obviously had Madden. Like, Madden was, like, 96. I think I, think I know like where you're going with this. They had a game called Blitz Out. And that game was created completely disassociated with the NFL, and it was the most – it was an M-rated football game. It was blitz out, and it was – you remember the old NBA Jams mm-hmm. game where you could, like, literally punch people, get the yeah. ball? Like, it was just, like, Except all you like could, that. Like, it was like Mortal Kombat because you could watch your, like, break femurs and, like, stuff like that. Now, was that the one – I don't remember being called Blitz Out, but I remember what you're talking about. Was that the one too, where they also had like a zombie version of it, where like I you could so. like you could play like basically with like uh, almost Halloween characters, like yeah. Frankenstein, this and that, and like if you're tackling somebody, you like literally rip them in half. Yeah. Or yeah, like the whole point was like you could there was like a meter that you could fill up, and the higher the meter is, like yes, you could actually yes, like yes. send people off the field in an ambulance. And it was the whole point is like the fan created thing is like. The the creator's like, I just want to make a really violent football game. I feel like if you gave people that created, they're like, I want to make a really – no head-to-head contact, go for it. Like, the, yeah, Let's get rid of the helmets, no face masks, yeah. you know, let's just go out and destroy each other. You know what's bad? Like, well, not bad in a bad way, like bad in a good way. It's like the, that girl football league, they – hurt each other now which one because i know way back and again this had to have been a spoof or uh whatever they had do you remember the lingerie football league like they had <laughs> yeah. it it was on like usa the usa network i think with all i wear was like shoulder pads and they, that's it. yeah they had shoulder pads and like lingerie <laughs> um but they still went hard they that's what i mean it was like it was Actual football, but I felt bad for the for the ladies playing it because you could tell they were actual athletes. You could tell they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew how to play their game. But, yeah. but they're like, you know what? Play your game, but let's throw lingerie on you. Yeah. Like, that would be like, you know, hey, Larry, we want you to play soccer at a high level, pro level, but play it in a Speedo and nothing else. It's, it's it, That definitely couldn't have been made nowadays no for sure but now do they have so did they is it something like that but they 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 obviously made it legit like no no i don't think they've made it legit but they took away the lingerie they gave them uniforms and stuff i think so okay i well and i know now like females are being more incorporated into just male football absolutely which i feel that they should i mean here's my take on that and i know it's been uh because there was – was it the Raiders just hired the first female – was it female general manager? Female – something in the higher office. Probably. Um, I, know, I know L.A. had, like, the first, like, female, like, coach of some sort. Yeah. There was one – I think she was an assistant linebackers coach something, or something. Yeah. Here's my thought on it. Whether you're male, female, whatever, as long as you can do the job – yeah. As long as you know what you're talking about, as long as you got the job because of what you know, not who you are or who you know, 
who cares? Yeah. Like, go out there, and if if you're a woman and you know the knowledge to be a head coach in the NFL or in the NBA or in the NHL or wherever in the MLS, go out and do it. Go out, about, go about, out and coach. Go out and whatever. What about playing, though? With males. Especially, like, hockey. Hockey girls are pretty badass. Well, do you remember there was one hockey uh, a woman hockey player in the NHL. Yeah. Do you remember Marion Ramon? I forgot. I can't pronounce. I know it was a French Canadian. She played for the Tampa Bay Lightning. She was their goaltender. Um, I mean, you're getting into a gray area, but again, my thoughts are kind of the same thing. You know, if you feel like you're in shape enough, if you know that there's going to be some guys that are not going to take any exception. In fact, they're going to probably try to hit you harder to get you out of the game. But if you're okay with being treated like every other player, go for it. I was going to say, it's like, you know, go for it. It's your decision. Knowing full well, everything that's going to happen. I don't care. Go for it. Now, don't get me wrong. Like if you're a female and you're, uh, you're playing running back and all of a sudden you say, well, he's hitting too hard. You're complaining about this, complaining about that. Then you know what? You, I don't care what gender you are. You need to be out of the league. Yeah. If you, like, if you, know, you can't take a hit in a football game, you shouldn't be playing football. Exactly. Don't, if, I don't care what, what sport or in anything. If you're out there and you just want to be treated like everybody else, even if you're a guy playing in the women's sports, if you're a, a woman playing in the guy's sports, if you're a male doing traditionally a woman's job or vice versa, a woman doing a traditionally a male job, whatever, as long as you go in there knowing that you're going to be treated the exact same, yeah. nobody's going to make any sort of uh, accommodations for you. Yeah. Um. Reasonable. Maybe there's some reasonable accommodations, like right. locker room stuff, obviously. Locker room, don't pull by the hair. Yeah. Especially if they have longer hair. But, um, hey, Troy Palomalo got pulled by the hair all the time. Well, that's and, a rule now. Yeah, because wasn't it because of him? I or, don't know if it was because of him, but I remember, I don't know, a dude, um, he had dreadlocks, and he got one ripped straight out of his head. Yeah. And now that's like, it's the extension of the uniform, I think. Yeah. Because, well, the big thing was... Guys would say, well, if you don't want your hair pulled, tuck your hair into your helmet. Mm-hmm. And then guys were like, listen, my hair is too big. I can't yeah. – if I tuck it in, it's – the helmet is going to be less effective. Right. Um, but, yeah, as long as you're – as long as they don't have to change the game for somebody to come in and play, yeah. go ahead, do it. Yeah. If you're good enough to make it, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah. If If – me and another girl, if me and my wife and me and Vicky were going out for the same position on the Bills, if she made it and I didn't. You'd have animosity. <laughs> I'd have animosity, but you know what? Good for her. Free, if she Free games. If she beat me out for it, hey, it's all good. I'll be, I'll be one of the players. Uh, I'll be the first player spouse. I was going to say you get to sit with all the other player wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will gladly do that as long as I get free Super Bowl tickets. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, speaking of football and stuff. Listen, before we go into, I know you're you're going to hit that OBJ topic. Before we're going to yeah. go, I'm coming in hot. I hate painting. Painting? Painting. Like, I'm not talking about, like, art. I just did painting. I'm not talking about, like, what Megan Doyle does, like, um, yeah. art painting, artistic painting. Because that's, I still can't do that. Like, house care Like, painting. house care painting. Yeah. I spent last week painting the inside of my garage, the ceiling of my garage. Yeah. 
You know, they don't make paint like they used to anymore. It drips very easily. It drips. Oh, the, when I was doing the ceiling, I was covered. Like, there's times, if it would have been red paint, it would have looked like Halloween-style yeah. stuff, but it was just a white ceiling. But not only that, you know how you used to see, like, 80s movies or 90s movies where, you know, you're painting there with your, your girlfriend, your yeah. wife, you just moved in, all of a sudden you start, like, a paint war, yeah. and you're this and that, and it's fun, and ha-ha-ha, and next thing you know, like, after a five-minute montage, the painting's done, Every yeah. It's not like that. No. I hate painting. <laughs> I, I hate painting. Are you a sti- are you like are you very particular with like especially like lines and like I like that. I try to be. Um I go into the painting like I'll go um I usually do the roller. You definitely have to cut, you know, the corners yeah. and with the with the brush, which stinks. But with the rollers, I'll try to be like, I'll start off, even with the brush, when I cut the corners, I'll try to be all nice, but like, all right, you know, let's make it clean, let's do this. By the time I'm towards the end, I'm just like throwing paint on the wall, but like, just get it on there, yeah. like, I don't care, just, um, and then usually it's Vicky, she'll come in every so often and check, over like, all right, you missed the spot there, but like, I know it's gotta dry, I'm gonna do a second coat, and she's like, well, just letting you know, but like, thank you, dear. <laughs> it's just, it's just not fun, because no. then after you do the first coat, you I know going into every painting thing I've had, I'm like, all right, if I do this well, I'll be able to do it just one coat. I bought the super good paint. It's primer, this and that. No, because then you look through it. You're like, all right, it doesn't look bad. But then your wife comes in. Okay, there's a spot there. There's a spot there. That needs to be retouched up. And you're looking, and in your brain, you're like, okay, I saw those. I was hoping she didn't see those because if I saw those, it's okay. But if she saw, she saw them. It's yeah. gonna be. It's all. It's bad news. So I, I just hate painting. I'd rather do painting than removing like popcorn ceiling though. I had to do that. Ooh, that was... that's got to get messy. You like, want... did you like actually like? Is it like just a tile? We gotta like pop it out and then remove it, or no. you had to scrape? So you have to wet it, scrape it, and then plaster over it. So it's like my dad's house when he first bought it. Was all popcorn ceiling. So you'd go into like a room. You had to put bags everywhere because if you spray and then you spray it and it gets wet and then you scrape it off. So it just literally falls off on like big clumps. No, it like you have to scrape it off. It doesn't fall off, but it starts dripping. No, no, no. But I mean, like when you scrape it, it's like literally just falling down the ground in big clumps. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about getting covered. Like, oh, yeah. And then it's like dried cement. It's so I don't mind. Like painting also. It's like we're we're doing our bathrooms, and people say, "Hey, what wh- what do you think about these colors?" And I was like, "I don't care." That's how I-, <laughs> I was just like, "I don't care what it looks like." They're like, "But don't do you see like the undertones in this?" I'm like, I don't, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." Oh my god, going going and buying paint at the store, like you know, uh, my wife was she does compliance work, but she was an art history major. Oh god, so you're screwed. Oh, she's like, she's like, "Well, what color?" I'm like, uh, "Blue." She's like, yeah, but do you want, like, a soft blue? Do you want, like, more of a blue with, like, green undertones? Do you want, like, this? No, I blue. Why do I want like, green in it? Blue? Or then you get the, you get the, all right, well, here's four swatches. Here's four different blues. Which one do you like? And you're, you pick, you just randomly, okay, that one. Really? Well, that one's got this. Like, okay, well, this one. Well, yeah, but I was thinking That's that one. Like, but what like, do you want? Like, what do you want? What color? What color are you looking for? And I swear to God, she'll do it. I think at times to mess with me later in life. Like, I'll pick this one, and she'll be like, "Well, yeah, but I was thinking this one. Okay, this one. But are you? Well, now that you said that one, it's making me like, 
I can just pick a paint, just yeah. please. Yeah, it's just like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just going to be, I'm the one putting it up. You pick it. Or then when you try to like sound smart, yeah. like after a while I was like, oh, well, look, this, you know, if we go with this red, it's going to go good with this color and it's going to yeah. be like a nice softer tones and yeah. this and that. And she looks at me, she's like, like, no, nine out of ten things that you said was wrong. Like, ah. Uh, I'm sorry. You have the ancestor. <laughs> like, look, like I think this really nice purple over here will look good with over this white. And then you realize that you're colorblind because what you're pointing to is actually orange. <laughs> and then that's where they're like, oh, so you can't. You, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, oh, I, I, I don't. They all look black and white to me. And a lot of times, don't get me wrong, like a lot of times I could just save myself. Not that we argue about it, but I could save myself the argument and just say, I really don't know. I'm going to defer to you. But sometimes I do get into that where I'm like, no, I know what I'm talking about. This color goes in autumn and this color goes with da da da. And this is like a neutral color. And when I just completely like it's just little verbal diarrhea coming out of my mouth, yeah. I know nothing of what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. My girlfriend was telling me, she was like, there's a house right by her that painted their entire side of their house blue, okay? The outside? Yeah. And then they put a Buffalo Bills logo on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they painted the base of their house, like that side, in a turquoise blue. And everybody knows that the Buffalo Bills logo is a royal blue. And she told me, she was like, yeah, so they painted the house turquoise and then put a Buffalo Bills logo on it. And the one time I sounded smart, I was like, well, that's two contrasting blues. One's lighter and one's darker. That's the only time I could actually <laughs> tell you, like, color-wise, like, no, nah, that doesn't work. But, like, any other time, I was like, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. I feel like if you're going to make that type of commitment, where you are literally painting the outside of your house so that everybody can see and who knows what you're doing to the value of your house. Yeah. Like, I figure you better do the research. Like, I don't put a poll on Facebook, ask yeah. your neighbors, go and ask the Buffalo Bills. But, like, listen, which color is best for the background of your logo on there? Like, just, just look at all the helmets. Yeah. Like, do something. Like, if it's like, all right, should I paint the house red with the blue? Should I paint it blue with the red? Like, yeah. Ask. Do a little research because that is a huge yeah. commitment. And then it's there. And then it's there. It's not like I'm sure it costs a good amount of money to paint. Even if you did it yourself. Yeah. I'm sure it's you're not cheap. No. I'm sure you're paying, you know, at least if you did it yourself, at least a couple hundred dollars. If you had somebody do it, probably a couple thousand dollars. Yep. Do the research. Oh man, that's that's bad. That would be like putting on, like, doing a whole man cave in, like, a Bills theme and, like, having, like, the emblem, like, facing the wrong direction or yep. something. Or, like, having, like, just, like, dude, what, 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 what are you doing? Did you, did you, did you spell check this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, like, spell, like, like, Bills wrong, but, like, B-E-L-L-L, -L -L. like, Bells? Were the Buffalo Bells? <laughs> With one L. <laughs> there's one L in here. Yeah. No, there's two L's. No, there's not. You have a jersey on the wall over there, right? Yeah. Yeah, or if like you're a big Diggs fan or whatever, yeah. and you're like just D I G E S, like Diggs. Yeah. Well, I made a like, sign, and that I made a sign when the Bills beat the Broncos and like really beat the Broncos, and you know won the AFC East title. I went to the airport that night 
to during COVID, dude, that place was packed. Anyways, I I made I got home and I was like, I need to make a sign. So I got this big cardboard box and cut it open and I wrote, I'm digging it. And then I, I was like, but for four, I was like, I'm writing this in Sharpie before I commit mm-hmm. to this. Let me see how it's spelled. I was like, that's where you're on your phone. You're yeah. looking up. Okay. This website says D I G G S this website says, all right, like, all right, I'm pretty sure all these, the, yeah. this is how you spell the last name. And I was like, okay, we got it. Because <laughs> Even as a coach, like when I make, when I make lineups or you know how, if a, if a player scores, you got to, you know, put it in a newspaper yeah. or type up an announcement. Even though I've been some of these girls that I've coached now for six years, I'll still like, I'm like, all right, I know how to spell Costanza. I know how to spell Colosima. I know how to spell all these girls' last names, but I'll still look up on the school, like not my roster, but on like the school, be like, all right, okay, there's their picture. There's their last name. Okay. And let me type it in yep. just cause I'm so paranoid like even Tank, who we had on Lola Norris, I'm like, all right, I know how to spell. Like, but is that actual? Like, is it? Is that the real spell? <laughs> or am I just dyslexic? But so it's, uh, it's yeah. yeah I'm always worried about spelling somebody's last name wrong. Yeah, and and the yeah, it's just it's not, or or pronouncing <laughs> pronouncing their last names. Pronouncing is rough too. And then you get into where you're like. Where you have to make like an announcement, or you have to like do um, like even in, in the tennis match when we you know announce their names, like now Rob Udy, you can always tell like I've done announce I I did announcing at Clarence for the basketball games one of the years, okay. where the kids would come out and if it was a kid's last name that I didn't know or wasn't quite sure early on, I'd be like, all right, and introducing Matt Hill, like I'll just kind of. <laughs> Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's but like, no, no, no. That's what I said. That's what I said. You just didn't hear it. I kind of rushed it a little bit. I know. I'll get better next time. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Letterkenny? Chris Matthijs, who was in the match, is obsessed with that show. Have you though? He, we were over his house for one of the Bills games. I forgot which one last year or two years ago. And afterwards, he had us watching episodes of Letterkenny. I think we got through. I don't know, like season one. I just didn't get it. No, it's it's I just it's a hard show to get. But the the reference I want to make is there's a there's a character called McMurray. Yeah. And there's later on in the seasons there's a spelling bee one and he does exactly what you say. He's like he he'll be like automobile. Oh. And they're like and they're like I'm sorry that's not wrong. It's like what are you saying? That's what I that's what I spelled. Like I was like, oh yeah, you're just pulling you pull McMurray all the time. <laughs> but I had my name misspelled, not misspelled, mispronounced at graduation. Oh, I'm sure. How did they how did they pronounce it? They're like Matthew or like Matt or Matthew, and they're like, um either either they said like Keoff or like Keoff? How yeah. do they put an F in there? Well, because of the G H cough. Keoff. They're like, I think they either said Keoff or Kiwin. And I was like, there's no W. I was going to say, Kiwin is terrible. Somebody's called me Kiosk before. I could I could see them making, like, instead of, like, Doe calling, like, Ko, like, like I don't I, know, but Keoff or. And we pronounce, and, and, like, straight And up. this is your school. Like, I'm sure these people, you know, 
knew who you were. Well, actually, it was this assistant principal's first ever year. Okay, but it was first year. It wasn't right. like the first day. Right, but we were practicing because obviously you have like a graduation rehearsal either like the day or two before where she's supposed to practice the names and you're supposed to tell. Anyways, told her. I told her. Still, she was just like – she pronounced it. At that point, I was like, whatever, good enough, and I just kept walking. But my friend, he has Bianco, B-I-E-N-K-O. Yeah, Joe, who was yeah. on the show here. Yeah. Straight up, she was like, and now Joe Benkowski. Benkowski? <laughs> That's where you just got to look at, but like, are you, are you like, are you like, even trying? Like, like come on. Benkowski? I was like, there's no ski at all there. <laughs> Benkowski. I was like, where did you see the W and the, and the, and the S? Now, was she confident in the pronunciation, or was she like, oh, like yeah, what she, she said? It? I think she fully committed to it. See, that's what. Now, is it better if you mess up somebody's name? Is it better to mess it up like I mess it up, where you're just, Hur. or were you just like, hey, listen, I'm gonna say it confidently, <laughs> and if it's either right, it's gonna be confidently right, or if it's wrong, it's gonna be confidently I wrong. Think, I think confidence is key. If you're confident, no matter what, if you're right or wrong, I think it helps. Um, and then, you know, it if anything, it puts the audience in a worse position. Um when you when you well no, when you just automat when you pronounce confidently that like you're wrong. And <laughs> speaking of this, I listen to a lot of stand up comedians and there's a guy called Mike Perbiglia. Oh yeah. Very good. He was telling a joke once when he first started, and they're like, "Now Mike Bahuski," <laughs> and, and like he was like, "Yeah, I feel bad for the fans because you know they're expecting to see Mike Bahuski, and I walk up there." It's like so. I think it puts the I think it puts the audience in more of an awkward position than anybody else. True, because with the confidence that the person pronounces it, everybody assumes that's what it's like. Oh yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, that's not right." Well, I remember, did I ever tell you the story of the first time when I was teaching over at uh, High Middle School? No. So I was there. I can't remember the the name of the teacher I was with, but I was subbing uh, middle school phys ed class and was talking to the guy. And he, you know, introduced himself like, hi, I'm Larry Monahan, yada, yada. We talked for, I don't know, probably a good 15, 20 minutes before we actually had to go out and teach. You know, we set up um, when I was subbing, I always tried to make sure to come in early. So we set up. First class, he comes out and he announces, he's, he's like, all right. And he's like, and kids, you know, today we have Mr. McMillan. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So whatever, he goes on his thing and I'm still, I mean, this is my first year subbing. Don't want to tick anybody off. So afterwards, I'm just, you know, uh, in the class, I'm like, you know, it's, I was like, I know you pronounced, I uh, said it McMillan, it's Mr. Monahan. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So then... At the end of that same class, he was like, you know, and let's, you know, make sure everybody says goodbye to Mr. McMillan. <laughs> so before the second class, I just reminded him, like, you know, just giving another reminder, it's Monahan, it's not McMillan. So sure enough, the second class, he starts off and here's Mr. McMillan. So I'm like, all right, this guy is either just messing with oh, me he's trolling, yeah. or this guy. And he was an older gentleman. Like I was right out of college. I was 21, 22. He, he had to have been at least in his mid to late 30s, if not maybe early 40s. But he was probably about my age now. 
So he was either like he we were talking. He seemed like a very nice guy. He was either like, I don't give a damn. I'm going to call this kid McMillan. Or for some reason, Monahan registered in his head as McMillan. So afterwards, and it was funny because I knew I had I had been working uh, the park camp for a few years or uh, for a year or two. So I had some of the, the kids and they were in class and they look at me. They're like, isn't your last name Monahan? And I'm like, today it's McMillan, apparently. <laughs> so, but it's just, it's one of those things where, all right, I, I, I guess it's McMillan. You know, I'll Whatever. correct you once or twice. Right. If you're above me, I'll let it slide. If you're like below me, I might like, like, dude, you gotta, you gotta cut it out. It's right. ready. Repeat after me. Monahan. You know, I think that's a. If if people are calling you by the wrong name, I think that sometimes it could be a blessing in disguise. Especially like if you're, you know, say someone's like, "Oh, what's your name?" and you're like, "Oh, well, I I feel like it's like um, oh, what is it? Um, oh, what is it? what is what is it? What is it? Um, um, it's from Superbad. Uh, Mc uh, McMullen, Mc McLovin, McLovin. That's it. And it's like. You know, anything that, like, that person does under that type of, like, name or, like, pseudonym, like, if you're Mr. McMillan for the day, and then, like, okay, maybe something, you don't do something correctly. You come back, and you're like, oh, I'm Larry Monahan. Like, oh, they at least associate you... everything bad with the Yeah, McMillan at least guy. you didn't do it with McMillan. But on the, on the flip side, though, if you do a good job, <laughs> and if you're yeah. consistently, like, we want to hire McMillan. Like, do you know who McMillan is? Like, we really... Well, hey, call me McMillan. I'm McMillan. No, you're not. You're Monahan. Like, stop being a jerk. Where's McMillan? Like, dude, do you, do you see? Like, hold on. McMillan with the glasses. Monahan, no glasses. Yeah. Like, all right. Oh, McMillan, you're here. Here you exactly. go. Exactly. So it's just <laughs> like, you're like, call me McMillan now. And that's what was going through my mind. Like, normally, you know, I don't usually care what people call me. Larry, Lawrence, coach, whatever. Mr. M, like, when I'm established somewhere, I really don't care. But as an early sub, I was like, you know, you want to make a good impression. You want to get your name out in that district, whatever district, whatever school you're at, because you never know when they're looking for a teacher, yeah. especially as a, as a young sub. And that's why I went and I purposely, like, you know, corrected him like two or three times. Like, dude, it's Monahan. It's Monahan. It's, and by the third time, I'm like, okay. I was like, I'll just, I still did a good job, but I just, at the, I think at the end of the day, I reminded him one more time and be like, you know, if you ever need anybody, I'm Larry Monahan. And I think at that point he just said he, he, like, he didn't apologize, but he kind of looked and kind of realized, oops, <laughs> like at the end of the day, but again, didn't say anything. He's like, all right, we'll give you, you know, we'll, we'll keep you in mind. We'll put you on top of the list. And this was back in the day when subs, I don't know if they still do it, but subs had like, I had little like, uh. I guess business cards. Like you just had your name on there, uh, your name, what your certification area was. And for Williamsville, they had uh, your sub number. So you're like your ID number. So I just kind of, at that point, my first year, I was giving out little, like, you know, if you need a sub, here you go, let me know. I don't know if they still do that now, but it, you know, hilarious. on there, I think, and he even read it, like he's looking, Monahan. He, Larry Monahan in parentheses, McMillan. <laughs> And I think he kind of, at that point, it sunk in. Because I remember teaching with him before, and he never did it again. 
So again, I don't know if that first day, if he was just having a bad day, if he was just messing with me or what, but he never called me McMillan. I can't remember the name of the teacher. Very nice guy. You know, um, he's probably retired now. Could be. If he's not retired, he's got to definitely be towards the end of his career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had a ball working, uh, subbing at high middle. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, for that first day, I was McMillan. Yeah, I don't. I remember one time when I was younger. This isn't like mistakenly as like my name, but you know, especially people who wear glasses. Um, a lot of people say that I look different without my glasses. You know, I, I like if I'm coaching, sometimes like I take my glasses off to clean them, and the, my athletes are like, "You look different." And I was like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And most of the time they're like, oh, it's a good thing. Like, I don't know. But anyways, I remember one time I went to the Allentown Art Festival when I was like 10 or 11. Now, first, do you need your glasses for seeing far away or for seeing up close? Both. Oh, so you're like no-sighted. Well, I mean, I, if I take these off, I can see everything like up close. Most of it's for far away. Okay. But I just tend to wear them all the time. Um. But so I I was in the Allentown Art Festival, and I think I pissed off this kid doing something. Um, and so like he was like on the hunt for me, and I took my glasses off. And I kid you not, kid walked up, to me, <laughs> asked me questions, and it left. No clue that it was me at all. Did you see this tall kid? He kind of looks like you, except wears glasses. Dude, the kid, like, I apparently I look so different without my glasses to this one individual that I just had to take them off and I was fine. No, I'll get that every now and then. Like, if I let the beard grow, um, which I'll usually do, but then I'll like shave it after, you know, I'll let it grow for maybe a month, two months sometimes. And after I'll shave it, I'll kind of get the, the, whoa, like the double takes. But like, Larry? Like, what? What? So I'll get, I'll get the kind of double takes there, but. With glasses, never. With hat, with my with my hat, there's been times where I'll see um, coaches, whether mostly track coaches, but I'll see track coaches or track officials, like out of the track or off, um, you know, away from away from an event. Or there there have been a few meets where I've forgotten to bring my hat, and I'll get the double takes from the officials to be like, Coach, like Coach Monahan, is that you? Or I'll have a guy be like, you know what? Whatever happened to the guy that was wearing the fedora all the time? Is he still here? And I'm like, yeah, it's me. And I'll get like the, you know, we didn't recognize you without the hat yeah. type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's, it's crazy how <laughs> either you, you get a mixed up name or just the physical appearance can change. Now, one thing we're talking about names here. So I want to transition before we go into your OBJ talk. Did you, and we talked a little bit about this before we started, um, Darius Leonard, the the linebacker, or is he defensive lineman or linebacker? I don't know. He's I think on, he's a linebacker he's on from the defense, but from the Indianapolis Colts, all former All Pro. He now wants to be called um, Shaquille Shaquille Leonard. I guess his his full name is Darius Shaquille Leonard. So Shaquille is his middle name. Now he's I think about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he's asked um, coaches, players, the media to address him as Shaquille Leonard. Um, and whatever, I mean, you're hey, everybody's entitled to be called whatever they want, but why now? That's what I wonder. Like why now? Um, cause he's, he's gotta be about six years 
seven years into his career. I mean, he's an established player. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's, um, why is it so important to him now? That's my question. Yeah. Like, he's just like, no, now I want to. Like, that's something you start, like, say you were known like that in college or something, and then, like, you want to be known as that differently in the league. Okay, maybe. But, like, you've been so established. You're just like, why, why now? It's, yeah. like, it's like Josh Allen coming out and saying, it's like, I, 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 uh, uh, call me just, just Allen. Just, just call me Allen from now on. Yeah. It's, um, and, I mean, good for him. Yeah, he's 27 years old. He's been in the league. Um He's been so he's been in the league a while. I think four or five years. Uh, great player. He was drafted in the 2018 NFL draft. Who does he play for? He plays for the Colts. Oh, yeah. So uh, maybe one time we'll get Matt Johnson back on here and he can talk about that. But I guess people were saying too that he went. He used to go by Shaquille. Like in I don't know if it was in his college days, but in his high school days, um, people would call him Shaquille. Um. Which whatever that's I mean yeah. I I knew about the player before and a very good player. For me though, like if I was an announcer or if I was in like the the Indian media, it might I'm not gonna lie I'd probably have a few slip ups every now and oh, then. 100%. I would apologize but like it's no disrespect it's nothing you know against you or like it's not like it's not like Shaquille is a hard name to pronounce. At no, all. it's just it's just so used to after six years whatever years of calling you Darius you know. Kind of like when Washington changed their name from the Redskins to the football team, then to the Commanders, you know. It's or even the uh, that Los Angeles Chargers, you know. There were times, especially the first couple, like I still call them sometimes the San Diego Chargers. You know, you're just so used to saying the California Chargers, the California Chargers. Um, no, it's I, I got it, I got it. But have you ever come across that, like where you're, um, either you know somebody or either you like? For me, it's always been either Lawrence or Larry. I really don't care. Just right. uh, you know, you can call me coach, call me coach M, coach Monahan, you know, Larry, Lawrence. I really don't like my athletes calling me by my first name, but Listen up here, Lawrence. <laughs> but friends, I you know, and you'll always I don't know about you, but anytime I introduce myself or I meet somebody for the first time, I'm like, hey, like, "Oh, do you want Lawrence or Larry?" I don't care. But like whatever you want. Right. But like, you know, whatever's easier for you. So, um, have you ever had that Oh yeah, like where either where you yourself be like, all right, no, don't call me Matt Matthew. I want Matt. Like, don't call me Maddie. Oh gosh. All right. So I used to be called Maddie by my old band teacher, and I hated it. Still, did hate- he know you hated it? Or yeah. did or did like did you tell him or did, were you just like I was like please stop eh. calling me Maddie, <laughs> and he refused. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I refused to ever be called Maddie. I don't like that name. Um, I didn't care if it was Matt or Matthew. When I was in fifth grade, I decided to go by Hunter for a little bit. Is that Nick uh, middle name? No, it was my first name before it was Matthew. Oh, so you changed your first name? So you were born Hunter? Yeah. Okay. I was born Hunter, and then I was changed to Matthew. Um, Hunter after, because I was around Jim Kelly's son, Hunter. Okay, like time. Hunter's Hope and all that. Yeah, yeah. That was, what, early, the late 90s? Yeah, I was because I was born in the late nineties. Yeah, so so anyways, Hunter, then to Matthew, and Matt, and then you know, so I was going by Hunter for a little bit, and then I went into sixth grade, and the first day I was in study hall, and I was with this group of people that were, you know, I hung out with that group, and this chick came up to me 
maybe the first day or second day. And she's like, I'm going to call you Keel from now on. And <laughs> ever since then, like from sixth grade on. You've just been Keel. I don't know how or why it it spread like wildfire because I wasn't telling anybody. But I was never called Matt again. And when people would call me Matt, it was weird. <laughs> like, everybody would, like, look at it. And they're like, why are you calling him Matt? Like, his name's Keo. And some people didn't even know my first name. Yeah. Well, like I said, we've talked about this with George, uh, with Maria um, Costanzo. I've, the first year, we had three Marias on the team. And I literally – and then we had two Maria C's, Maria Colosimo and uh, Maria Costanzo, who I – Again, this is both their senior years, so I just looked, big Seinfeld fan. I was like, you know what? You're George. Yep. And I just half, like, even when I said it, I'm like, first of all, you're giving a girl a guy's name. She was totally cool with it. She was like, all right. I just remember at the end of that, like, it was the first week. At the end of that week, I'm like, you know, I'm calling her George, and I looked like, Marie, are you sure you're okay with that? She's like, yeah, yeah. I remember her dad came out to pick her up from practice. It was probably Thursday, Friday, um, after the first week. And um, he, you know, he comes up to, you know, he comes up to me and he's like, you know, he's asking this and that, introducing himself. We're talking a little minute. And he's like, so he looks at me and he's like, so, George. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, he's going to rip me apart. He's just going to. And he was like, he was like, can I tell you that she's like loving the nickname and she's like starting to have like her friends call her George and this and that. And she's like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I get it. I understand if you want me to stop. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's, he's like, I totally get it. Seinfeld reference. He's like, it's hysterical. Come to find out last year or two years, she showed me her varsity jacket and this would have been her sophomore year. Her varsity's jacket says George Costanzo on there. Like it's, or it's just, she has all her teachers, and I even look at. Them, I'm like, "Do you ever?" She's embraced it. She's totally embraced it. But I'm looking. I'm like, "Do you ever like? Do you ever get annoyed with people calling you that?" She's like, "No." She's like, "Sometimes a few teachers, like if I don't like them, I'll get annoyed when they call me George. I'm like, I'll tell them call me Maria." But she's like, "No." Other than that, she's like, "It's just it's me." That's who she is now. That's who she is. And there was one kid on our modified team, guys modified, before I started coaching girls. He comes up the first day of practice. He's like, Coach, call me Grandma Bagels. What the, what the hell do you mean, Grandma Bagels? So the kids were saying, I guess, during lunch or whatever, He uh, this was modified. So modified started a little later into the school year. He had some some kind of deal where he was giving, like, I guess the brand, name brand was Grandma Bagels. Like, so he's giving bagels out to everybody, whatever. So the kids started calling him Grandma Bagels. Okay. Grandma Bagels, by the end of the day, pretty much turned into GB. So I'm calling this kid GB, GB. Later in the year, probably a little more than halfway into the year, he scores. And um, it was one of those where you, it was kind of like a scrum and you see the, you see the ball go in the net, but as a coach, you're not sure who put it in. So I just yell out, like guys who scored it and they're like nate and i'm looking like nate we don't have a nate and i'm looking at my round like who's nate and one of the kids go on the bench they're like coach it's gb i'm like oh well why didn't you just say that (laughs) who's nate (laughs) 
We don't have a Nate. Because literally from the first day of tryouts, the kid was like, call me Grandma Bagels, which just eventually went to GB. But Weird. So, yeah, with names, though, it's just, I don't know. I, I For me, and one of our big friends in high school was uh, Chris Mitro, who honestly, if thank goodness, Meech, I'm giving you a little shout out here. If he would have, if he would have been able to go to the match, you would have saw my butt on the tennis court playing him, because I would have played him in a, in probably one of the earlier matches, or there would have been an added match. So thank you, Meech, for having a uh, family vacation that weekend. But um, we always his last name was Mitro. We always called him Meech until I think it was a little after college. He just, you know, he started asking us, like, can you call me Chris? Can you call me by my first name? You know, I really, you know, it's professional now. I really don't want to go just Meech or Mitro. So he's telling us to, like, Mark, Rob, and I, and me being a little smartass, I just kind of look at, I look at Rob, I look at Mark, and I look at Meech. I'm like, no. He's like, what do you mean no he's like i'm asking you to call me chris so i just did a long i was like me i was like what do you he he proceeded to let's just be i'm i'm thankful i can run faster than him because if he ever caught me like he would be i might not be here there's been times (laughs) and you just have that you you do it out of love where you just pick on your friends but there's been times where if chris had caught me ah I don't know if I'd be here right now. I mean, it's just I I embrace Keo. I don't really care at this point. People can like the, the best part is like you can. I, I've said this before. You can come over to like my family get-togethers and stuff on my dad's side, and you'd be like, "What's up, Keo?" And every, every... single person will respond to it. <laughs> that's just what like that's everybody's universal nickname there. So I really like obviously i'm like oh call me mr matt or like mr k i go by like coach mr k a lot i don't like coach k because i don't want to be associated with the duke coach what's wrong with being associated with the duke coach i don't like duke (sighs) so anyways i don't want to be called coach k especially megan when she first introduced me what about coach key no that sounds stupid who's key keo key Ko, Ko. No, I, I'm I'm good with either. Like, well, is it? It's Keo, right? Is it Keo or Ko? It's Keo. That's what I thought. Yeah, Coach Key. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go back to the drawing board of that one. Just go. I, like, I'm fine with like Coach Matt or like Mr. K. Mr. K. All Mr. Right. K sounds good. See, I always like once I got the phys ed degree and everything. I always just like just call me Coach. Like, just I don't care if you call me Coach M. I don't care if you call me Mr. Coach, whatever, Coach Monahan. I, I just like I like that just coach. Even if it's you're just yelling on the field, coach. Like right. you just kind of turn your head and look. Well, like I had a sub back in like high school and middle school. Like we all knew this one sub, and his name was Mr. Dave. Like, you know, stuff stuff like that, like very kind of simple. But it kind of gives like a little bit of fun to it. I feel like the kids really like pick up on and, and draw to, and like everybody like you know when I was at the school with Megan, she definitely was just like, oh yeah, I was like everybody knew me as Mister K. Like you know that was just who I was, and it's it's not not professional. 
Oh, no. But it's also fun. It's not like, oh, call me Mr. Keo or like something like formal yeah. like that. It's professional and especially because Megan does the elementary school, yeah. right? So it's it's professional, but it's also it's letting – It's easy. And it's letting the kids kind of – it's like going down to their level but not going down to their right. level. Like a professional way of going down to their level. Yeah. Letting you know that, you know, they're – you're, you're – I guess accessible, easier accessibility to talk to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and by that point, like I would walk down the halls and be like, "What's up, Mister K?" Like everybody knew who I was, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Thank you," because so many people have a hard time pronouncing my last name. Anyways, that I just be like, eh, "Whatever." Just <laughs> like I figure, you can only get away with like using the initial, like the K, the M, the whatever, if your last name is kind of hard to pronounce. Yeah, like if it's just like if your last name is just Brown. Or Smith, or White, or whatever. Like it's just there's no like, hey, Mr. W or Miss right. Miss B or it's just no, no. really, come yeah, on. Yeah, but like you know, if you're like, if your last name is like you know, Mr. Automatopia, you yeah, can Mr. O. Like yo, Mr. O, what's up, Mr. O, O. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, but all right, Matt. So uh, a lot of talk recently about OBJ. And and the Bills, speaking of O's, that was another good transition we're doing here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, what are your, like, you want to, you you came in hot today, like, I even you're like, you're like, I want to talk about OBJ, I got a whole bunch of stuff to say about OBJ, like, what are your thoughts? I don't want him here. Even, okay. I think he's a cancer. Obviously, obviously if he came in, it would be a late seed, like, we're not signing him now, because he's, I'd say. He wouldn't play until November. No. At the earliest. I think you're talking at the earliest he'd be ready would maybe be that Detroit game for Thanksgiving, maybe a week or two before that. But you're telling me you wouldn't want him here, say, if we're, uh, you know, during going into that, going into that, uh, that Lions game, we either have an injury to a receiver like Davis or something, or we're just, you know, we're rolling, but you know, not as good as we could, like something's lacking. You wouldn't want him to come in here even just being as there for the stretch run? No. I don't want him here. Look at what happened last. You know what? Does L.A. win the Super Bowl if he doesn't come in for yeah. that stretch run? You think so? Cooper Cup did all the work. But look at that Super Bowl game. When, before OBJ went out, their offense was rocking and rolling. When he left... Not so much. Like, I think if he doesn't get hurt that game, I think that Super Bowl is not even close. Well, I feel like he, the reason why he left the Giants was that he wasn't happy with the quarterback situation. Okay, so he goes to the Browns. He left the Browns because he wasn't being targeted. He made that a point. So if he comes to the Bills where we already have Diggs and we already have Davis and we already have Knox, he's not going to get targeted as much. He has a problem with his ego, and I think he's going to be a cancer in the locker room because of it. But if you look at that, his first year with the Browns wasn't a problem, wasn't an issue. His first was... his first couple years with the Giants wasn't a problem, wasn't an issue. Now, would I be would I be concerned maybe if the Bills signed him to a three or four year deal? Yeah. But would I be concerned if they signed him to a one, even a two year deal for a Super Bowl run? No, because I don't think, especially with him knowing Von Miller, I don't think he would wear out his welcome 
It, I think it would kind of be like a T.O. Remember when they brought in T.O. for one year? He didn't do you, much. He didn't do much, T.O., but he made some highlight plays, but you never heard about him being a, in a cancer in the locker room, granted because nobody really cared about the Bills back then. But it was only one year. He didn't really have he didn't have a, a chance to be that cancer in the locker room. I guess, but also like... And again, I'm not even saying that he might not even be a cancer in the locker room. I mean, it's just there's been conflicting stories in the Browns where it was more Baker's fault. It was more OBJ's fault. I think towards the Giants, I think early in his career, maybe he was a little bit of a cancer because he was, you know, whatever. He might have been a little more immature at that point. I'm not saying I'd like the idea of him coming. I'd say if we got an injury to a Davis— if we got an injury to a Diggs, knock on wood, I would love the idea of them bringing him in. What? What? All right, your honest opinion. What are the possibilities? Do you think of him even coming here? The fact that he's been coming out and, and on Twitter and saying some of the comments that he that he's been again. I think more than likely he's heading or he's staying with the Rams or heading back to L.A. or whatever. I think he's going to go there. The fact that him and Von Miller seem to be, like, really good buddy-buddy and Von's been kind of pushing him hard, I don't think Von – let's put it this way. If Von Miller knows – and I think they're, they're at least this close enough where if OBJ had gone to Von and said, listen, thanks, no thanks, there's no way I'm coming to Buffalo, there's no way I'm playing for another cold-weather team, there's nothing out there, there's – like, I think Von would have – been smart enough to just let it go. I think the fact that Vaughn is kind of, not that he's overly or overtly pushing, but he's kind of, you know, put it out there a little bit. The fact that OBJ's flirted with a little bit, I think there's at least a 50-50 chance. Fair enough. I heard Andre Reid was also talking to him, too. Andre Reid was talking to him. Now, here's my opinion on whether I want him or not. Right. If If... Let's say let's say he comes back in that November game. So that's what week nine, yeah. ten, something like that. If Buffalo is already rolling, like if their offense is, if Josh Allen is averaging like three three fifty a game, averaging like a touchdown or two touchdowns a game, you know the offense is just clicking, racking up like thirty thirty five points a game. I don't need him. I don't. I, I don't need him. I don't want him. Um, at that point, the offense, what it, the chance that he's going to, what, have that offense go from averaging 33 points a game, okay, what, maybe they average 34 points a game? It's not like he's going to take it from 33 to 40. They don't really need him. You know, thanks, no thanks. Maybe we keep you in mind later if somebody gets hurt. Now, if for whatever reason, and again, knock on wood, I don't think this is going to happen, if for whatever reason by that Detroit game, you know, maybe we're we're struggled. We've only you know we've lost. Uh, so let's say maybe it's, say it's nine games into the season. Let's say our record is maybe only six and three, um, five and four. We're struggling offensively. You know, maybe we're only putting up twenty four, twenty five points a game for whatever reason. Allen and Diggs isn't working the same. Davis isn't progressing as that number two that we need. Whatever reason, then I'd be like, okay, let's let's go. He's ready to play. Let's go out and get him. We can put him in the number two spot. That way, hopefully, he can take off double teams from Diggs and 
or OBJ just rips it up in the number two spot because Davis wasn't ready for it. What if, all right, so think about this, you know, what if we have Diggs and we have Davis and stuff, and they're healthy. We get OBJ. Diggs probably still number one. Davis is number two. We put OBJ at slot. Well, that's why with Davis, he can play that slot or that outside. In fact, a lot of people think that Davis is more, uh, could be more productive with that slot. Than Crowder? Crowder's interesting. Well, that's what I mean. If if our offense is clicking, I don't want him. Right. If if our offense is clicking, if Crowder's you know getting his catches, if which I think I think McKenzie, and in fact they put out the Bills um, depth chart last oh, yeah, week. McKenzie, I forgot about McKenzie. McKenzie's right now in the third spot. He's in that. He's the starting slot receiver now. Again, Crowder missed like the first week of camp for right. injuries. Well, McKenzie's also fast. McKenzie is fast. He's definitely that gadget guy. Um. Shakir has played pretty well. Um, but again, it, it, we've got a lot of receivers. That's what I mean. If if Davis is doing great on the number two spot, if Diggs is doing great on the number one spot, if even if McKenzie and Crowder are both serviceable as that slot receiver, we don't need OBJ. Because then again, we've got touches that are going to go to Knox. And I think Howard is going to have a great year this year. O.J. Howard as that second tight end, I think he is going to have a great year. I think he might be the, he might, by the end of the year, he might be the most underrated player on the Bills. Really? I think, I don't think he's going to go off and get like 70, 80 catches, but I think he's going to be probably a good 25, 30 catches, but I think you're going to see them start using that two tight end set when they get into that goal line situation inside the 10, where now you've got, you've got uh, big receivers. You, not only that, but you can run your, your two tight end personnel where you've got Knox on one side, Howard on the other side. Hopefully uh, Cook by then will be in the backfield, so you've got a nice pass-catching running back on the backfield. Right. You've got Diggs and Davis. I mean, at that point, and I think you're going to see a lot of teams – Howard's on that formation. Howard's going to get lost in the shuffle, and he's going to be wide open and pick up a lot of just like short yardage touchdowns. Like dump play touchdowns. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's my feeling. My feeling is Howard's going to have. He's going to have a bit of a resurgence here. I just, he was a former number one pick, first round pick. Yeah, not number one overall, but first round pick. I don't know. I just think it's ironic. Not ironic, but funny. Ah, um, that, you know, OBJ was drafted, what, 2014? He was drafted the same year as Watkins. So that would have been 13, I believe. 13 okay. or 14. You look at it. Never... Which he very easily could have been a bill. Yeah, he could have been. But very well, you know, we... We're never we at that point we weren't a team that you know people uh, cared about wanted to go and play for or even you know good. Um, in the past three years, we've attracted talent like Diggs. Um, we've attracted talent like Von Miller. Um, I don't can I don't necessarily consider Samuel or it's not Samuel Sanders talent. He was kind of older. He was talent. He was definitely on the decline of his career. Talent, yeah. But like you know, we have attracted people like Poyer and Hyde, and and um... now, but Poyer and Hyde, did we really attract them, or were they more or less like they made their career? Not made their career because Hyde Hyde had some great years in in Green Bay, 
And Poyer Poyer played for the Lions. Was it the Browns or the Lions? I thought it was the Lions. I thought they played for the Browns. Um, But again, Hyde was a solid uh, solid safety for the for the Packers, but he wasn't like an All Pro. He wasn't. I don't know if he was a Pro Bowler or not. I feel like he got when he got to Buffalo, he made his career in Buffalo. Same thing with Poyer. In fact, Poyer, I think, was like he again wasn't. Yeah. Oh my gosh! If you look, so he played for the Browns in 2016. He had uh, zero sacks, zero interceptions, and zero yards. Okay. First playing with the Bills was 2017. Um, so he didn't play for the Lions at all. No, he played for the Browns. He got drafted by the Browns. Played for Philly for one year, and then played for the Browns again. But um, and he never those first two years or three years he was never anything. I, he out of the first what one two three four five out of the first five years he only got two interceptions. That's what I mean. He was he was a one, mediocre two, three, player four, at best. Five. Out of the five years that he's played with the Bills, five, six, he's like got sixteen exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> and again, he is a heck of a player. Um, I really hope we resign him. I don't think he's gonna. I think he's asking for what four year contract, five year contract. We it, already did resign him. I think. Did we? I think so. No, he's still in the contract dispute. Poyer? I thought so. I don't think so. He's got one year left on his deal. He wants a new contract. I don't think we gave him a new contract. I hope we do. But again, he's at, at that point in his career where I think he's 31, 32. Mm-hmm. You know, a two, three-year contract. Is he underpaid for what he's – has he really outperformed his Bills contract? Absolutely. But at the same time, I don't want to go long-term with four or five years because – I mean, five years, he'll be 36. Right. You know, you're going to lose a step. Um, we still got trade A, though. We still got trade A. And, and Elam. Elam is... Elam's looking nasty. I can't wait to see him in, in some actual game speed. He's getting aggressive. He is. Um Which is good. He was another one. When they picked him, it was kind of like... He was our first pick, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of like, uh, who? Like, okay, cornerback, okay. Like, but after watching him in um, some of the drills, after seeing like he's he's very he's showing up, and especially I liked how he showed up to whatever when he first got drafted, and like he went to go meet her, but he showed up with a like with a book. He was oh just, yeah, he was like, all right. Well, his dad his dad played in the NFL. Yeah, um, I forgot who he played with, but his dad played in the NFL. Yeah, so I think a lot of times you see those you see those second generation athletes where they just they know. Yeah, like they know what to do. Like they've been groomed to do it, and and I I can't wait. But yeah, on the still the whole OBJ thing, I don't know. I don't really, you know, I don't see. It. He's not as bad as Antonio Brown by any. Oh, means. I was just gonna say, can you imagine if <laughs> he Brown, didn't want to come to the Bills? Well, that's what I mean. Can you imagine if he actually accepted that trade or didn't nix that trade? Like if that, can you imagine if that trade happened? I don't think we're anywhere near. The team we are right oh, now. Oh, we would have been. I think. I think at this point, we're maybe just a playoff team, like a team that's gotten into the playoffs. But you know, it's it's heading for an, an early round, maybe just a one win in the playoffs and done. Yeah. Um, because if if we definitely don't make that trade for Diggs, no. um, we definitely don't. Uh, I don't think. Um, I'm not saying Diggs is the reason for Allen's progression, but I don't think Allen progresses as much as he did or as quickly as he did once Diggs got here. Right. His confidence went way up. 
Yeah. And I mean, if, so thank you, Antonio Brown, for not wanting to come to the Bills because it would have been just a train wreck. Yeah, it would have been. And also, what's the thing going on with Miami Dolphins? Because they're getting like absolutely pummeled right now by the by the NFL. Oh, with, with the, like, the talks of Tom Brady and Sean Payton. <laughs> I don't understand what happened. So basically, while they were under contract, so while Sean Payton was under contract before he retired from coaching, while yeah. Tom Brady was still under contract before he did his fake um, retirement. retirement, which I think he should get hammered for too. But um, you, if you're under contract with one team, another team cannot come talk to you in any way, shape, or form. Oh. So if you're if you're under contract with the Bucks, and I'm general manager for the Bills or whatever, as long as you're under contract, I can't talk to you in any way. I can't say, well, you know, Matt, if you were to get out of your contract, we would offer you this, this, this. Okay. We would give you this. You know, just find a way to get out of your contract, get cut, get whatever, and don't worry, we'll bring you in and blah, blah. You, you can't do that. It's called tampering. So apparently, long story short, what Brady, uh, the Dolphins had called Brady, the Dolphins had called um, Sean Payton. That's when the whole, well, you know, if you if you get out of your contract with Tampa Bay, you know, we can make you part owner. We can make you part this. We'll sign you for a year here. We'll do, do, do. Just force your hand out of there, force you to get them out of your contract, whatever, and we'll. Right. Now, people have said Miami has gone after both of them, too. People, there's reports out there that Brady, even as back far as like 2019 when he was with the Patriots, was starting, was trying to do that and get down to Miami, too. So they there was enough evidence to slap Miami with tampering charges, but apparently they said they're not going after Sean Payton or uh, Tom Brady because there's, I guess, it not more, enough effort or it was more by it the was, Dolphins. Yeah, it was more instigated by the Dolphins. Or they can even say, well, you can't blame them for picking up the call, you know. That's stupid. So I get why, I mean, I get why there is tampering charges out there. Because, I mean, other than that, be, I mean, it'd be like the wild, wild west. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd well, see people just getting out of their contracts left and right. Right. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm not saying the tampering charges are stupid. I think it's stupid that Miami ever tried that stuff. Oh, for sure. And this, I think, has also gone along with two. I think part of their punishment was the whole, if I'm right, I think the whole Brian Flores things. Right. Where they were looking for tanking and, you know, yeah, offering pay- people to paying to lose. They didn't find anything on that, though. I heard... It, it, that I heard it was there were comments made, but Miami saying that oh they were made in jest, but like right. you know hey dude we'll offer you fifty thousand if you just don't show there up. There was no exchange. No, me, no, at least none that the NFL has found or that they are willing to say that they yeah, found. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, so I think it's um, and still they didn't even tank then. No, and thank goodness they did didn't because can you imagine right now Justin Herbert in uh, in this division? Then, then we'd actually have a problem. Well, did. Did Tua go before Herbert, or did Herbert go before Tua? I want to say Herbert went before Tua. When did they get drafted? That was what, 20? That was the year after Allen, so it would have been a 2019. 2019 draft. I think it was because Miami slipped down to third, didn't they? Yeah, NFL draft. Um, But, yeah, I'm, and that's who I thought – ultimately was going to be the better quarterback because I know it was Herbert Tua, and I think there was another quarterback that got drafted. Actually, so Kyler Murray was drafted first overall. That's right. 
Kyler went first, and I think Tua went third. To my no, no? Well, what's the order there? Nick Bosa, okay, Quinnen Williams, Cleon Farrell, Devin White, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen for Jacksonville, T.J. Hawkinson, Ed Oliver, Devin Bush, Jonah Williams, Rashawn Gar- uh, Gary, Christian Wilkins. So Miami must have traded down. Yeah, Miami. Miami's pick was Christian Wilkins. I don't think it was the 2019 draft. Maybe it was 2018 draft? Yeah, let's see. So I was like reading this, and I was like, that is not. I was going to say, something's a little wrong. Josh Allen. Our Josh Allen was picked. No, it had to be. No, because. Baker Mayfield, Zaquan Barkley, Sam Darnold, Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, Josh Allen, our Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Rosen was Miami picked. Tua was in the Tua was in a twenty twenty draft. That makes okay. more sense. All right, so the twenty twenty NFL draft: Joe Burrow, Chase Young, uh, Tua was picked before Herbert. Yeah. Right before, because Tua got picked, and then L.A. picked right after and picked Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, Tua got picked five, or Tua got picked fifth, Herbert picked sixth. Yep. Um, Who did we pick? That year, we... Picking the first. Yeah, because that, that was the year we traded our pick to uh, Minnesota. That was the year we traded for Diggs. So we, we would have been trading, or we would have been picking 22nd. We would have been picking 22nd overall, and that was the year because everybody was saying, oh, you could have had Justin Jefferson. If you didn't make that trade, you could have had Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but we, we got digs. We were, I'm happy. We were content. I'm happy with that trade. I'm fine with that trade. And then that was the year, second round, I believe we picked, uh, Ep- yeah, we picked Epinesa yeah. in the second round. Um, so 2020, so. So I guess, I mean, Miami just. Made the wrong pick. They could have yeah, had Herbert. They could have had Herbert. Um, and they're probably kicking themselves, too. That would have been a division, especially if Zach Wilson makes a progression. Like, some people are still saying that he could. Hmm. But even just having Josh Allen and uh, Justin Herbert in the same division. Um, and then if Zach Wilson makes Zach Wilson, Justin Allen, uh, or Justin, Justin Allen, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, um Zach Wilson, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. I think it's hysterical. Mac Jones is going to be a. They're ruining that kid. Yeah, especially with no offensive coach. No offensive coach, and, and then you you quote unquote like right now, Matt Patricia is technically the offensive coordinator. The man is a defensive player and a defensive coach. He yeah, they don't a, have a defensive coordinator either. They're they're just in shambles. Like I, what is what is New England doing? Bad. And Bill that, Belichick's losing his mind. And that's what I mean. And I've said this before. If Bill Belichick coaches, let's say he coaches another three years, this season and two more. So that would be five years total without Tom Brady there. Right. And if he only, I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. If he only makes the playoffs one out of those four years, I think you seriously have to look at, you know what? Bill Belichick might not have been the greatest coach. He might have just been an above-average coach with the greatest quarterback of all time. 
maybe a great defensive coach or a great defensive coordinator. But I think you you got to start saying if they go one and four, one playoffs, and their playoff was one and done against the Bills in an embarrassment against the Bills. If that, I think you've just got to start. It's got to take a hit. He should he should have he should have tapped out a while ago, and then you could have said he was the greatest of all time. Oh, for sure. But, there would have been no doubt. Yeah, but you would have had that. You would have had the occasional idiot like me saying it now, but now I'm at least saying it. You know, there's. If he goes the next three years and they don't make the playoffs in five years, if they're one and four, a one and done embarrassing playoff loss, I think you just got to start looking at it. Okay, great defensive coordinator, defensive head coach, best of all time, no. Drafted a rookie quarterback that was too And his drafts, if you look at his drafts, their drafts have been horrible. Yeah, they've drafted really poorly. They've drafted horrible. Even Brady. I mean, they just got lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this kid, it's not like this kid was a first round pick that they scouted like, oh, the last kid picked. Yeah. He was, what, sixth round, seventh round pick? I mean, he was. 199th. He was, they just got lucky. Yeah. I mean, but and they also had Drew Bledsoe at that time. Yeah, in his prime, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, because then we got we got we made the trade. We got Drew Bledsoe after he established, like you know, they established himself. Yeah, because after that year, that Brady's first year, they went to the Super Bowl. Um, after that year, um, then we made the trade for Drew Bledsoe, and Bledsoe played, I think, two years, three years in Buffalo, and. Finished his season up and finished his career up in Dallas, I think it was. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Mac Jones is Mac Jones isn't it. He's too fascinated with his breath in the cold air than to watch game film on the sidelines while he's getting absolutely manhandled. Mac Jones is, is a listen, joke. I think he's one of those two where and I said this even coming out of college, especially I was more concerned that any or that New England was gonna pick Justin Fields. Because I thought he would at least have. Then that would have been more concerning. I thought he's going to at least have a Cam Newton type career. Like yeah. I thought he's going to have like some great. I think he's going to take a pounding just of all the running. But I could see this kid at least potentially having a good five, six, seven years of just MVP like seasons. Yeah. And then getting burnt out really quick. But you know, Mac Jones, I think, is ultimately going to have a uh, a really bad. I think he's going to be like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of career. A journeyman? Uh, he's going to be a journeyman, I think, two or three years. I don't think he's going to get a new contract from New England. I think he'll, he might even be cut before his rookie deal's up. Um, I think he's going to then bounce around, backup starter, backup starter, backup starter. He's going to bounce around like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe a little bit of an upgrade from Fitzpatrick. But I don't think this kid is going to be no. a team that he's not a franchise quarterback. No. He he might be like a Jay Cutler. Yeah, and I think the only reason why people are starting or trying to to do the narrative, oh, this kid's the future, this kid's the future, even those couple games where he got a little bit of hot last year and got, oh, look at Mac Jones, he's going to lead, is because it was Robert Kraft, because it was the Patriots, because it was Bill Belichick, because it was, you know, if he would have been drafted on the Jets, nobody would be talking about this kid. Well, except that guy that was like the Jets' backup who, like, had, like, four touchdowns and, like, 345 yards in that one game. 
Oh, his yeah. Like Mike something. Yeah, Mike, uh, I know who you're talking about. And then people are like, oh, my gosh, he's great. And then they played against the Bills. <laughs> and we and absolutely just... demolished him. <laughs> we picked that guy, guy up like seven times. And, we were, and they're like, oh, never mind. He's not that good. Poor guy. <sighs> oh, gosh, that's so funny. All right. Hot seat question time. You ready? Sure. All right. Hot seat question number one, and this one could be a long one. What do you want to do for the next match series? And what sport do you want to do for the next match series? And when do you see it coming down? We talked about this a little bit beforehand, too. I don't know. I, I do want to do football in the colder weather. Not snow, but colder, like fall. Just because that's fall's my favorite time of the season. And time of the season. Time fall's of the season. My, fall's my favorite season, and it's my favorite time of year. And I think just football going on everybody likes football and but i think that would be the most entertaining now if we did football would we do like two-hand touch flag football or would we just go Um, straight tackle i prefer to play straight tackle but i'm also fine with two-hand touch i don't like flag football i would i would do flag i would do two-hand touch over flag football i think at this point you might get some people like I would prefer to play tackle, but at the same point, if I get tackled and if I hurt my ankle or if I hurt my knee or if I take a shot to the ribs and, you know, it could get a little tricky having to take off two weeks of work when your principal is asking you, well, why can't you? Uh, I was playing a football game with a bunch of 20-year-old kids and I got uh, tackled and, um, yeah, I'm going to two weeks off. Yeah, no. I mean, football's fine. Two-hand touch is fine with me. Um, I'm thinking, like we talked about this earlier, I'm thinking turkey bowl. Like some kind of the match turkey bowl type of deal. Eat some food afterwards. Do we keep the whole match thing rolling or do we give it another name? Like do we keep the match name brand going? Or do we just the bowl? The bowl. Or like, I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out. (laughs) But I think I wouldn't be surprised if uh, pretty soon we start uh, announcing the next, the uh, the turkey bowl version of the match. I, I too, I would like to do football. My thoughts... And this could be cool because I think we could get a lot of people involved in this if we did some sort of, like, bowling tournament. I think it's, like, sport or season would not matter because, obviously, it's indoors. Most people can do it. Most people can do it. And I think whether you go out there – I think it's almost funnier when people go out there and bowl, like, a 35 – you know, where it's, I think it's it's something simple. I think it's something anybody can do at any age. So you definitely would get a whole bunch of people that would just be like, sure, I'll do it. Sure, yeah, let me bowl three games. Let me bowl this. Let me bowl that. I think that would be fun to eventually do like a bowling bowling tournament. And, of course, I want to do a soccer tournament. I'd be down for bowling. Definitely. I definitely want to do a soccer tournament too, especially with the World Cup being played this time um, in November. But... uh after October, it's kind of, unless you're going indoors, it's tough to get a soccer game going. It's yeah. tough to get a soccer game going in general, just because it's a lot of people. A lot of unless people you're going like to go that. shorter, smaller field, do like a 9v9, 7v7. Um, people don't like running still, though. No. I think same thing with football, though. I think we, I don't, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'd be able to find 11v11, but I think we're probably looking at like 9v9 or even 7v7 with subs. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're talking that's still 7v7. If we had subs, you're talking you'd still probably need 9 to 10 people per team. Right. So, but, yeah. Yeah. And, again, anybody interested in playing in our match season or 
you know, drop us uh, drop us an email uh, at Stories from the Sidelines on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. All right, question two. Matt, what do you got? Oh, all right, do you want, uh, for Buffalo Bills helmets, do you want the white with the red buffalo on it, the red helmets classic from the 90s, or the white helmets currently? Hmm. Uh-uh. The helmets never really mattered to me. I guess I would. I guess I always was a fan of the red helmets, just because they. I don't know. I thought they kind of stood out a little bit more. They popped a lot. They popped a little bit more. So I would go with the red helmets, the classic reds. I like the red helmets too, especially you know because Josh Allen like teased it. Mm-hmm. That looks sick. I do have to say though, not with a red jersey. No, I do have to say though that have you had a chance to see the Bengals' new white helmets? No. I do have to say that I like the. And I think they did it with the white jerseys, like the, like the white bangle. It is that looks sharp, like that. The way they did the white helmet with the bangles, Ooh. that that see that looks sharp. Like I'm telling you, I, I like the gray ones too. I just like it. I like the white on white, the white on gray. It just oh, that looks sick. That's what I mean. Tell me that the whole and it, it plays in with the Bengals, the white Bengal tiger. I'm telling Dang, you, that looks really good. I like that. That's really like where it, there are very few helmets that I'm like, ooh, that's sharp. Like Bang. when I saw that, I was like, yeah. ooh, that it's like an eye grabber. Oh, it, yeah. It's just it it catches the eye. What about the Texans' new one? No. Yeah, that looks that looks no. poopy. No, that looks really bad. No, dude, that looks really good though. The white, dang. Yeah, dang. You like, know the one helmet I didn't like was the Patriots classic helmet. I never liked anything from the Patriots. With the dude like going like with the Patriot like hiking the football. I'm telling you, stupid. it's just so much fun because now it's we had to deal before before Brady got there. It was nobody really cared. Even when Bledsoe was playing well, nobody cared about the Patriots. They didn't do much. Then it was 20 years of Brady, yep. and now it's just going to be back to normal. It's just going to be— It's going to be back it's, to It's going to be back to how it should be. The Patriots just nobody cares. Yeah. No. Nobody cares. And when Bill Belichick finally does decide to retire, yep. nobody's ever going to care nope. about them. All right, but I'm going with the red. So are you going with the red helmet then too? Yes, sir. But listen, I don't care. They could have a turquoise polka dot helmet on there. As long as they wear a Super Bowl, I don't care what jersey they have or helmet they have. Just bring home a title. Fair enough. All right, question three. Um, All right, we're getting closer and closer to back to school time. Whether Whether it's as a kid, as a college student, or now as a future teacher, What's the most or what's the biggest thing you looked forward to? I'll say biggest thing you look forward to or you dreaded. Actually, let's do both. Let's do biggest thing you looked forward to and biggest thing you dreaded about the first week or just going back to school, whether it was elementary school, middle school, high school, college, starting your teaching career. Um, When I was younger, it was like waking up really early. Like, you know, like you wake up and like it's still dark outside. Stuff like that. I remember as an elementary kid, it was during the school year, you had like a 9 o'clock, 9.30 bedtime. During the summer, especially if I was out with my dad, like the two weeks that I went out and uh, stayed with my dad, it was 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning, like just, you know, 
go to sleep whenever you pass out right. type of deal. Yep. So definitely the wake up time. Um, but I don't know. I like I, I liked how like the first day, like first two days, and then now like once you got into college, then you're like, oh, it's like syllabus week. Like yeah, you're going to school, but like you're not doing anything yet. So it's like, all right, I gotta be here. I don't. I just gotta be awake. Yeah, you're just like, all right, like I'm starting to get back into school, but like I'm not expected to do anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's the thing you look forward to the most, or was it syllabus? It was, it was the just syllabus. The, just the just the just the concept that you have to go, but you're still not expected to do much yet. Okay. Uh, for me, um, it's never really the waking up thing because I was always pretty. Even now, like even during the summer, during the school year, I wake up at like five forty-five, six o'clock in the morning. Even now, my alarm still goes off at like six o'clock, and I'm right. up. So. Getting up isn't that big of a deal. Um, for me, I do get a little anxious as a teacher because usually we don't find out what – I mean I know I'm teaching phys ed, but I don't know if I'm teaching health or what grade, what area of phys ed I'm teaching until usually that first week of just um, where the teachers are back but the kids aren't. Right. So that can be a little – a little anxious where you're like, okay, please just no seventh and eighth grade. Please no health. Please no health. Please no health. So that could be a little anxious um, as a specials teacher or as a phys ed teacher. I wouldn't say I'm dreading. Well, I guess I'm dreading it a little bit. Um, but the biggest thing that I look forward to, <laughs> this is going to sound, I just, football season. Yeah, you know when right. the first week of school is. You know the bills are going to be back. If if not that first weekend, then definitely that second weekend. Yep. So you're watching football games. And it's funny because if you think about it, especially now that the Bills are good and you know they're going deep into the playoffs, if you think about it, football season, by the time it starts and by the time it, like, Super Bowl and everything is over, that's covering a little bit more than half your school year. Yeah. Like, by the time they're do- you figure they're done – Play our Super Bowl and everything is what that middle about uh, about that February break time, give or take a week. Yeah. So you figure when you come back from February break, I mean, it's just like March. You got March. You've got June. spring break coming up. You know, you're you're like getting ready to kind of you know on that home stretch almost. Right. Yeah. So, so football season. Fair. Big, big, big. All right. That was question three, right? Yes. All right. Question four. Um. Let's say, um, for you especially, would you wear hats if you weren't wearing a fedora per se? Would you wear um? Are you more of a backwards hat guy or like front, just wearing it regular? You mean like a regular baseball cap? Yeah, I'm definitely more of a front. Like I, I just for me, it just wearing like even if this was baseball cap, wearing it like that with no brim on here, it just makes no sense to me. Like yes. like you you have the brim to keep the sun out of your eyes to keep a little right. off That's your face. The whole point. I think I tried the whole like backwards hat. the whole backwards hat thing maybe like in the elementary middle school years. Yeah, I just felt weird doing it. Yeah, That's or a- so the, now with wearing the hat like this, 
I don't know if this was if this was always there, but you you have the the guys now that have to wear the hats like with the the straight brim, mm-hmm. like they don't bend it. Back when I was, I mean, you would literally you'd buy a hat and you would curve it. I mean, there'd be times where you would put like a few socks in there and almost like curve it in, like have the curve like you do like a baseball, like like you break in a baseball glove. Yeah. Like you would literally buy the hat, you would bend the brim, you'd wrap it up in rubber bands or whatever, let it sit overnight, and then you'd wear it because it would have that nice curve. Yeah. Now you got guys with baseball hats, but like, no, if you if you bend the brim, if you crease the brim, like you ruin it, it's done. I don't want to wear it. It's, I think it's just a different. There's like different things in hat culture, I guess. Like some people want the flat brims, some people want like the fitted hats, some people want the snapbacks, some people just want a hat in general. All right, so what about you? Are you more of the uh, backward or, or forward hat? I never really wore hats as a kid. And then, you know. So you got those nice flowing locks. No, I never had hair like this back in the day. Um, but now I just wear a regular hat. Or like I wear like all rimmed hats, like bucket hats, really. Okay. That's so. what I wore in high school. I was the bucket hat. I like bucket hats. I love a good bucket hat. Exactly. A good bucket hat. You, you, you don't need more than that. Because then especially when they get like all, you know, they get the, the sweat stains, they get wet, they get like, it just kind of forms to your head. It's just nice and comfortable. Yeah. I love a good so bucket hat. Gross. It is gross, but it's comfortable. All right. Kind of on a, a subtopic of this question, are you a visor guy or no? No. I'm, I have no, maybe it's just because I've got the no hair on top. I think maybe it's more of like, like somebody with hair that doesn't want to mess up their hair but still wants to keep the sun out of their face, so they go with the visor. But for a bald guy, like... Visors are stupid. I'm not a, I'm not a visor fan at all. Yeah, not, neither am I. All right. All right, question five. Let's see. What do we got? Question five. All right. What number would you choose... To have you like if you were a professional athlete of any kind, basketball, football, soccer, baseball, hockey, whatever, what number are you choosing for your jersey and why? Like you uh, just got drafted, you're you're the top pick. Fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just lucky number, just first number that popped in your head. I remember the first jersey that I got. It was just like here you go. And it was number fourteen. Now did you get to pick your number or it was just and then I was like, okay. So I just kind of just went with 14. I'm going with number 11. I don't know how it happened. Um, but throughout most of my soccer career, even like before all my high school career, I wore number 11. But before that, for some reason, I'd say most of my seasons, even like little kid soccer, I, for whatever reason, I ended up somehow ended up with the number 11. And again, nine out of 10 times, it was usually, you know, in the little kids, it's just, all right, here, your number this, your number that. Unless you're a little crybaby about it and be like, I want number five. Like, you're typically the coach is just throwing jerseys out there. Right. So for whatever reason, I always, and a lot of times I ended up with number 11, so I that would be my number. That's fair. So we're going with number 11. All right. All right, Matt, anything to uh, wrap it up here? Any uh, big weekend plans? Being a little uh, Ellicottville this weekend? Yeah, just going for hikes. Just going for hikes. Are you a big hiker or is I it like just hiking, yeah. I enjoy hiking. It's um It's peaceful. It is peaceful. I like I like enjoy I enjoy more of like the flat hikes where it's not like really terrain or whatever, but I don't mind like going up the mountains like the, the Adirondack hikes either. 
No, no. You just have to be a veteran hiker. The, hike, the more you do. <laughs> All right. So Matt will be up in Ellicottville um, doing some hiking. Me, I don't know. Uh, actually, me this weekend, I think I'm going down to North Carolina to uh, visit my brother. Nice. So that'll be a nice little. He's in. He's down in Charlotte. Um, we're, we've been talking. I'm either going to drive down this weekend or I might wait until the weekend where the Bills, because I think they're wrapping up the preseason game. Um, their final preseason game against Carolina. So I might even just drive down there. So you never know, but it's going to be a lot of fun down in Carolina. Uh, always, always fun seeing my brother, Richie, youngest brother. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but again, make sure you guys look for us on Instagram, on Facebook at stories from the sidelines. Make sure you guys leave comments. Um, also check out our YouTube videos, um, and again, for our YouTube channel, if you have um, videos out there of just quick little stories that you want to share, put them, uh, send them to us on at Stories from the Sidelines. You can either uh, send them to us on email, message there. You can also message either myself or Matt Keogh with the videos, and we can upload them on our YouTube channel from there. Uh, we had uh, one of my former athletes, Liz was able to put her story up there about how she won the MV or MIP award her sophomore year. So uh, please, again, send us some submissions. I know I'll be putting up a story there soon. Uh, Matt will be putting up some stories, but we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear memorable moments from whether you played in high school, college, Little League. They could be championship moments. They could be stories of how you put on your shoe wrong and played an entire game without your, without with, you know, with left foot on the right foot anything um so give us some submissions and we'll get them on there as soon as we can thank you guys for listening and as always we will see you next week on another exciting episode of stories from the sidelines